0: Thank you. Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, a show by wrestling fans for wrestling fans to talk about the two things we love the most, the state of the industry and what we would do if we were in charge. I am Jack Murley. I'm a pro broadcaster. And every week I'm joined by the Shawn Michaels to my Shawn Stasiak, the one night stand to my December to dismember our pro athlete, Charlie Beckett. We're grinning from ear to ear, Charlie. This is going to be such a geeky one.
1: I have been looking forward to this all week. I've bought, I was at the, um, I'm going to drop how, how posh I've become here. I was at the Cheltenham Food Festival this weekend and I was at a coffee stand. The one was like, this coffee is about four times stronger than your usual coffee. And I was like, right, give me a bag of that. I know when I need my first cup of that. So I just remember my first cup of that this morning. So I'm ready, I started it about 10 minutes ago. So if I explode in the next 20 minutes, you know what it is. I'm caffeine to the hilt and I'm ready to do a draft. I'm just so excited this
0: draft shows how geeky this podcast is going to be, and we love it because we've got so many people getting in touch with their draft picks. That's part two. Uh, We have got ours. We have a game to decide who will go first. As always, this is your show, folks, however you want to get in touch. At Jack underscore Merley is me. At Charlie underscore Beckett is him. Earning the Push podcast at Hotmail.com. It is going to be a busy one, so we're going to whiz through the news and notes from this week, and mercifully, it hasn't been too busy. No random cell matches thrown out at slightly odd times the main news was the return of edge on smackdown setting up a universal title match with roman reigns at money in the bank uh you don't get many surprises in wrestling these days charlie but i have to say i was surprised edge came back quite so quickly
1: yeah there was zero leaks or reports that online was that i am um, i woke up saturday morning and went and put smackdown on and it was a very pleasant surprise. We've got Viking Edge back with his beard and looking like he's straight off the set of Vikings, which I enjoy. And yeah, I think as much as I loved the triple threat at WrestleMania, which I really did with Daniel Bryan involved, I did feel we were robbed of what could be a great match in Edge versus Roman. So I'm really, really looking forward to seeing that. It's, it's interesting. It makes, I think they must have something big planned for SummerSlam if they're not pushing this as the SummerSlam main event. Because this it was going to main event WrestleMania and not be an issue, wasn't it? So, for it not to be the SummerSlam main event and be in summer makes me think they've got something big planned for SummerSlam.
0: I thought exactly the same thing, and then that made me a little bit sad because Edge's return. On the one hand, it is amazing that Edge got to come back and live his dream again, and no one would take that away from him. And on the other hand, he has been cursed by the times we live in to have it all happen in a pandemic and to get to the point where Edge's return for a title match, is sort of a little bit of an appetizer for something we think may be bigger. It, it just made me feel a bit sorry for the man. He shouldn't be an afterthought. He shouldn't be the, the thing before the big thing.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. We had that pop, didn't we, at the 2020 Royal Rumble. That will, that, that will go down in history. as one of the greatest pops in wrestling. It was unbelievable. And I have no doubt the plan was long-term for Edge to win the title again at some point in this run to have a title run again. And then he got injured, and then the pandemic hit. And then he's on SmackDown where Roman is. And no one is getting that title anytime soon. So it is tough for him. And like you say, to get injured and then the pandemic hit just after you've returned is, it's almost as cruel timing as you can get. But I don't know how long he's sticking around for though. Are we getting a few more years from Edge? Because if he stays for two or three years, I'm sure at some point, we will have one more run with the WWE or Universal title. And it'd be incredible. And maybe that's how he goes out losing that. I don't know, but it is tough. But I think the report, you see and you see John Cena being viewed on his um, Fast and Furious 9 junket at the moment he's talking about coming back now he wants to I would not be surprised if at SummerSlam we see Roman versus Cena which the promos before their one match before were excellent the match was was, was it at no mercy it was thrown in at yeah. some not a pay-per-view big enough for that match I feel like we could now get the, mat, the Roman-Cena match we actually deserve and that they could deliver and you think the promos were good last time. The promos this time with this, the Tribal chief and then throw Heyman in the mix. I just think I think that that could be excellent. If it's not that, I don't know what else would main event someone slam instead of Edge Roman, if you know what I mean.
0: It's hard to see anything that it would be, but I, I think Edge coming back in front of fans could have been one of those options, conceivably. So the fact they've gone with money in the bank, I suppose the argument is that it's your first pay-per-view back in front of fans. You want to go big time. You want to really nail it. So if if you want to do that and Edge is available, uh, then why not go for that? But I do feel for Edge in the sense that he hasn't had that huge fan experience since his return at the Rumble. Sure, there was WrestleMania this year, but um, we wish them both well... I mean, they'll turn in a hell of a match and the promos will be great. Um, Sad news again this week, more WWE releases. We we go online and we see that some stalwarts of WWE uh,
1: have been wished the best in their future endeavours. It was a tough weekend, wasn't it, you say, with um, releases. The two that really surprised, I think, a lot of people were Tyler Breeze and Fandango. And I get it, they haven't been doing particularly much on screen recently in NXT, etc., but I just think, again, a huge wasted opportunity. Those two are so good. And the fashion files are still my guilty pleasure in wrestling. I've been back watching them this week. They're so, so, so excellent. I've been let go by some rugby clubs in some pretty rubbish ways. Like, I've been told for months the contracts come in, we've been dotting I's, crossing T's, and then it gets pulled out of of nowhere. And it's tough. It's it's rubbish. I've always been told in person. I've never been midway through a gym session like Killian Dane was this week, and the phone goes... And someone tells me I'm not getting a contract. I think it really angers me. As a man, I know what it's like to work in sports. I know what it's like to put your body on the life people. I know what it's like to get up in the morning sore and not want to train. You no, know you have to. I know what it's like to be away from family, from loved ones for a long time because of it. At least you expect some common decency from your employer who you do it for in return. It I just think the way they release these superstars is really, I've got to watch language, is really awful. And these people give up, these men and women give up so much for that company. And they can't even do it face to face. They give them a phone call. I texted you this week. I think WWE are trying to make me fall out of love with them at the moment because just a lot of it is a struggle for me at the moment. That that one hit me hard. We did reading Killian Dane talk about how he was told. He was midway through a training session and they rang him up. It was that out of the blue. That that doesn't sit well with me.
0: We also have obviously the situation with Mickie James in the previous set of releases or the set of releases before that saying that she was sent her her bits and pieces from the performance center in in a black carrier bag now now to, to, to try and balance it although I think it's difficult to do I suppose if you're WWE you might look at it and say it's such a big corporation that sometimes things happen that the higher levels wouldn't approve of but it is hard to see how you couldn't Know someone was training in the ring and do it in a more respectful way, even in a pandemic. That even if they would say, "Look, it's a pandemic." There, there are ways and there are ways.
1: Uh, my, my big issue is not what they just over the phone. Like, being told that you're not getting contract over the phone, like, yeah. I'm not going wrong. I'm not expecting Vince to go to every single person, but whoever it is who makes these calls, whoever is in giving them the news that they're not being kept on, let's do it in person, guys. That's that's a conversation for in person at least. Whether it's as a tag team or as singles, because they're brilliant like, as a tag team as well. Like Breeze Zango had no right getting over, but in 2017, I think it was 2016-17, when they faced the Usos, I really wanted them to win the SmackDown tag team titles. When when Fashion Fives are at their absolute peak, like so, when they go as singles, when they go as tag team, they are way too talented, way too good not to be a success success elsewhere. And yeah, I, I'm again like with um, Alistair Black, Tommy and I'm gutted to see them go, but I'm really excited to see what they do next.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And over on AEW Dynamite, um, it was a really good show, I thought. Uh, headlined by Kenny Omega against Jungle Boy for the AEW World title. Fans back in at Daly's Place. I- I'll tell you one of my criticisms of AEW Dynamite, which I don't often do, but I did have one this week. But firstly, you, you saw that main event. What did you think?
1: That was a really good main event. I liked that a lot. Um, they've done a good job of and no one in their right mind thought Jungle Boy was going to beat Kenny Omega did they if, if we're being honest like that just wouldn't make sense but they did a really good job of making me almost believe it at times and of making him, It's one of those matches where no one loses wasn't it, I think like, that's, that's the best performance Jungle Boy's put in that's not a star maker so I get ahead of myself but that puts more respect on his name, puts, builds his reputation more than probably anything he's done before and Omega's just the man, isn't he, in the AW at the moment. I, I still love him with all his belts. I think he's such a cool, such a cool imagery. He walks out with all his belts, yeah. And ma- a main event where no one lost, which when, when wrestling companies get them right, it quite literally is a win-win. They're the best for everyone, aren't they?
0: The one-winged angel, as well, as, as finishers go, to have no one ever kick out of it, to be protected to that extent. I don't know the last time you've ever had a finisher where when someone goes up for it and comes down that it's over. There is no question. The pop, when, if they ever decide to have someone kick out of that finish, insane.
1: It's almost like of who ends the streak, isn't it? It's yes. a huge thing now of we have to get this right. And it just gives such a good storytelling element of most of Omega stories are uh, matches. The story is based on, can he get it in? Can he hit the one wing danger? I love that because it's not an easy move to hit. You look at it like people do get out of it because of how convoluted it is to get into it at times how complex so it, it makes sense it's like um razor's edge razor and never let anyone kick out of that did he i don't know if it's a me not letting people kick out of there but razor Rome, by all accounts just be like i'm not winning i'm not hitting it <laughs> <laughs> how do i do that so i don't know whose idea it is to have it this protected. but yeah it's, it's very very rare in wrestling now for ending like that so like you say if they had to choose someone to kick out of it that's a massive decision
0: I have ideas of that, but maybe we'll get to it down the line. Here's my criticism of AEW Dynamite this week. I wish they'd sometimes let moments breathe a little bit more. Now, I understand they're going quite quickly. That's their style. And in some ways, I like it. But there are a couple of moments on AEW this week where I really wanted them to let the moments land. MJF cut a brilliant promo following up on his assault on, on Dean Malenko, And it zoomed in tight on MJF, and I wanted that to be the end of it. But then he's attacked by Chris Jericho, which is fine, but but we're on to the next thing. And I really wanted the end of the world title match just to be a mega-standing tall Jungle Boy getting spoken about. Instead, we got a run-in by the Young Bucks, and then we've got Matt Hardy and Christian Cage sort of getting involved. You know, I just... I don't think I needed to see that. And I, I sometimes think wrestling companies are guilty of not letting the moments land. And that takes away some of the
1: impact. Am I wrong in that? No, no, I'd agree. Like, like anyone who listens to us knows you watch a lot more AEW and I do, but I'm trying to watch more as WWE are me to. And it does seem like it seems, um, and I'll criticize wrestling when it's too slow, but it does seem a million miles an hour at all times, doesn't it? There seems to be, okay, that's done, what's next? And sometimes, like you say, you just want to you go, that was really good. Just let it be. Let that happen for a second. And it is sometimes tough, especially for somebody who doesn't watch all the time, to keep up with how many factions there are in AEW. My other thing as well, I I struggle at times to know who is who is aligned with who um, at times. That, that sometimes confuses me as well with my other thing uh, with AEW at the moment.
0: Well, look, we watch it all with interest and we want your thoughts as well at Jack underscore Merley, at Charlie underscore Beckett, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. We have whizzed through the news and notes and there is a reason for it. We have our fantasy draft. Uh, So many people getting in touch with their picks. We cannot wait to get started with this. We will do it straight after the break. Do not go anywhere. (laughs) Charlie, you and I have been walking around all week messaging each other about who we're going to pick, who we're not going to pick. The time is upon us. We need to decide who's going first or second. And to do this, I have a game. Here's how we're going to do it. This is the Eric Bischoff, Daniel O'Donnell mug of power. And within it, I have some letters written down and I'm going to pick a letter. And each of us has to name a wrestler beginning with that letter. And the first one who fails to name a letter loses and the winner will get the first draft pick. Now, does that sound fair to you?
1: Very. Um, question before we start. Yeah. If it was, would, for example, would the Undertaker come under T or U? Do those count as T's?
0: You can tell you're the athlete in this because you're trying to nail the rules straight away. I think those we ignore. I think Undertaker could be you. Okay, I don't Got think it. I put a you in here, by the way. Okay, so,
1: All well, right. That, that, it would be a short game if you did.
0: <laughs> Undertaker, Umaga, Usos, and we'd be done. Yes. I'd right, yes. better not have put a you in there because I've ruined it if I have. Mm. I'm, I'm going to let you go first as well for this, okay? okay? And I haven't okay. looked at any of these since yesterday, and the letter we have to do is, it's so like the FA Cup draw this, here we go. M. M for mother. M. M. So okay. I'll give you three seconds to think about it. Three, two, one. Off we go. Mr. McMahon. Ms. Maurice. Melina. Mickey James. Oh no. No, oh, it's gone. Nothing's happening. Your mind goes absolutely blank, doesn't it? No. Oh, <laughs> I, that was real pathetic by me. There should have been more. Did you have more thought of stored up?
1: Jack, I had Mr. McMahon and then nothing. <laughs> and then you said The Miz, and I remember he was married to Maurice. Oh. And then I was thinking, oh, female superstars. And that if you'd, if you'd answer that, I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. I was gonna go Michael Cole and see if I could get away with it. That was where I was going <sighs> next.
0: Unbelievable. Well, look, I'm afraid for me, it's bad news for you. It's good news. That little display of wrestling knowledge has earned you the first pick of the draft. Now we're going to do the first five of these this week to recap the rules. There are eight picks of wrestlers two of which can be tag teams. So one pick could be, I don't know, the Usos, one could be the New Day, and then you have two non-wrestling wildcards. Uh, we're going to give ours a name and a TV show as well, Charlie, and we'll do ours, then we'll get in some of the picks from folks who are listening. Uh, and remember, at Jack underscore Merley, at Charlie underscore Beckett, uh, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. Losing that has thrown my draft strategy out entirely. So go on then, Charlie.
1: Well, first of all, I would like to introduce you to the IWA, the International Wrestling Association and these picks will be performing on Thursday Night Thunder which I think was the name of WCW but I've worked the paperwork out with them it's a good name and I want to go on a Thursday night because there's no wrestling then. Heading up my draft is I'm going with a wild card straight away and I'm straight in to take Mr Paul Heyman.
0: That's fine that doesn't screw me over too much why was Paul Heyman number one for your pick?
1: Because he ticks a lot of boxes I think Many of the best-booked stories on WWTV at the moment seem to be have Heyman's fingerprints all over it. He is the best talker in the game for my money. He's a great on-screen figure. And if I need him to jump on commentary, he'll do that as well. And he just he's a name people know and will want to see. So, um, And I'm also hoping that he can tap up some of his contacts long-term, who I'm not going to draft. But they could then maybe come over as well.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, it doesn't interfere with my draft strategy too much. Let me introduce you, and this shows how similar we are in our thinking, to the International Wrestling Federation, IWF. <laughs> our, our TV
1: show oh is God. we so similar. It's I idiot. know,
0: you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think it. Uh, our TV show is called Ignition, and it's nice. going on Monday night up against Raw. You're going uh, right after Raw. I am indeed. and I, I like I, that. I'll tell you this as well yesterday when i was thinking of the name i did one of those things on the internet where you put in synonyms for raw and then
1: that's, that's it, a dangerous that's a dangerous google search jack yeah.
0: well there was a point it was going to be called iwf uncooked and mm. i just it it didn't really work so uh we are iwf ignition and we are delighted to welcome our first draft pick of John Moxley, he is draft pick number one for us. We want a white collar, gritty, charismatic, stone cold esque person to lead us into this new decade of wrestling, and we go for John Moxley.
1: Okay, okay, that that hasn't done me over too much at all. I can I can live with you having Mox. I think my second pick is going to surprise precisely no one. I will acknowledge him. My Tribal Chief, I'm taking Roman Reigns.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So is this now an on-screen pairing that will continue of Heyman and Reigns?
1: Uh, I'm thinking so, yes, at the moment. I had a contingency, if Reigns first. I had who my main man was going to be, but I'm building my my International Wrestling Association around the Tribal Chief.
0: Okay. I think I will play my tag team card. One of my tag team cards, first off, and I'm delighted to welcome to the IWF, Rated RK Bro.
1: Okay, nice.
0: My roster. And here's my thinking with this. Not only do I get two brilliant performers as singles, but I get a built-in story when they want to break up, and I get tag team champions, potentially. I'm going for value for money. You can't go wrong with Randy Orton on your roster, and Matt Riddle as well. So drafted number two for me, I'm playing my first tag team pick, Rated RK Bro.
1: I like it. Uh, okay, my third pick, I've got my main man. I'm now going to need my main woman. The, he- the, the top of my women's division. I'd like to introduce to IWA the man, Becky Lynch. Mm.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm not going to lie. That does screw me up just a little bit. Excellent. That's
1: that's the best fun.
0: (sighs) Okay. I did, however, plan for this. So I have got my alternates list, which means my next pick coming to IWF Ignition is going to be the boss, Sasha Banks, who will be the face of my women's division. She'll bring in all that Netflix Mandalorian good stuff and get the, the eyes on it. And Sasha Banks is coming with me.
1: I literally for my third pick I had Sasha Sasha slash Becky written down and I made the decision in this moment to go with Becky not Sasha that was literally that was literally made in the moment there I was planning to go with Sasha and I changed my mind last minute here
0: so I Um, did the reverse why did you pick Becky Lynch over Sasha Banks
1: because I think a bigger story is Becky's return to wrestling in general I think that after, after she's my mother obviously had a baby. I think that is a biggest, the big story to get viewers on, a, on the Thursday Night Thunder. So, with my fourth pick, I would like to introduce our first tag team to the IWA. Jack Murley, don't you dare be sour. <laughs> Clap for your time champs and feel the power. And I'm taking Big E and Xavier Woods from The New Day, or the two from The New Day I'm taking. Kofi can stay in WWE. He's a company man. But with my fourth pick, I'd like to introduce you to Biggie and Xavier Woods. The New Day. Uh, I'm trying not to shout that because my other are sleeping in the room next door. <laughs> I can't <laughs> scream the New Day. <laughs>
0: so yes. why why those two? Why What has Kofi done to offend you? A former, uh, uh, what has, uh, yeah, Kofi, former WWE champion. He's not, he's not good yeah. enough for your roster there.
1: Kofi's done nothing to offend me. I think Big E could eventually end up being the face of my company. I think he has. Baby face the face of the company written all over him eventually. Uh, I just think Woods is hugely underrated and also is bringing me all those up, up, down, down viewers. Okay. Do you followers. know what I've, I've Let's bring them over.
0: Never watched up, up, down, down. Never, ever done it.
1: I spend far too much of my time watching up, down, down. Honestly, Jack, one of the best things you'll do is watch Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze play SmackDown versus Raw 2006 general manager mode. It is hilarious.
0: They don't may- make games it like made, that anymore, do they?
1: It made me go out and buy a PS2 and SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 again when I started watching it three years ago. I was sat in my room in Jersey playing that for hours. I am a little pad with almost strategy on it. was awful, but brilliant.
0: My, my fa- I think the, the one uh, Here Comes the Pain was my favourite yes. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was were, just amazing.
1: They were great. I, I actually hope that AEW's wrestling game is quite like it. But that's a completely different conversation.
0: Yeah, i tell you what we'll do. We'll do a recap of who we've picked and some of the picks we've had come in after my fourth one, which is going to be my first wild card. Now, you started with your wild card. I'm going to do mine at number four. And coming to the IWF roster, I'm delighted to welcome Bully Ray. Bully Ray is coming to my roster. Now, I will tell you that I toyed with bringing in Paul Heyman instead of Bully Ray but I went with Bully Ray before Heyman so when you picked Heyman it didn't screw me over too much I think Bully Ray might be the most underrated man in all of professional wrestling he can still go he can do color commentary he can coach he can teach he can book I understand wrestling better when I hear him on Busted Open so to have him on my roster is going to be a real treat so, to recap who we've got so far, I've managed to get John Moxley, RK Bro, Sasha Banks, and Bully Ray. And on your roster,
1: Charlie, we have... Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, and Big Ian Xavier Woods from The New Day. So we'll do our fifth and final ones
0: for now in a moment or two, but we threw this out on social media, and there are so, so many people getting in touch. I'm going to whiz my way through some of them. Uh, This is Joseph on Twitter who says, I think I would go for Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Big E... Asker, Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey, uh, and Becky Lynch. And then the wild cards for me, says Joseph, are Paul Heyman. He's multi-talented, can manage, book, commentate, just don't leave him in charge of the finances. And my second wild card would be Renee Paquette. Um, she would be a great addition to any wrestling company. And we say congratulations to her and John Moxley for the birth of their first child. But she she's someone someone out there needs to go and get.
1: Yeah, she's she's brilliant. She was unbelieving WWE in you know? Probably an era of the backstage segments and the interviewers maybe being somewhat interchangeable in some senses of you—you you wouldn't really know the difference in who was conducting the interview or who was presenting a segment. When it was Renee, it was completely different, wasn't it? You knew exactly it was. She's brilliant and talking smack when it was at its height with her and Daniel Bryan. As much as Bryan was brilliant, a lot of it was down to her and her presenting skills. Yeah, she's a great get for anyone. and know great a great call from um, from Joseph there.
0: Tom says my roster would be Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns, Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins. And my wild cards would be CM Punk and Liam Gallagher. Now, you did go back to get a little bit of clarification on why Liam Gallagher. Tom says, I just thought he'd cause absolute chaos during the show and would be an excellent manager for a top heel.
1: I mean, I don't disagree. It's, it's it's outside the box thinking, let's say. But, um, yeah, I like it. And with those eight wrestlers, uh, there's some matches in there, isn't there? He's gone for um, his his roster's going to be able to go. He's yeah. not like WWE in the 80s where he's just picking the biggest men possible. He's going for five-star classics.
0: Now, how did you go about selecting your roster? How did you come up with? Don't give me who you've got coming up next, but did you have an idea of where you wanted it to go? Did you have an idea of roles that wanted filling? How did you do it?
1: I went with my thought process was if I was starting a wrestling company, I'd need eyes on it, so I need I need people people know. Hence, you see Reigns and Becky Lynch. Not they're not great as well, but you need you need names and Heyman. You need name value, but also I want. I wanted to go with wrestlers I enjoy watching. So you'll see, especially more, probably more so in the ne- my next few picks uh, today and, and next week, wrestlers who I actively enjoy watch wrestle and who I think are great because surely I'm going to enjoy owning a company that I enjoy the product of more than one I'm not. So it was, that, that was my thought process.
0: Did you have more sympathy I was talking to someone whose bits we'll do next week, but I was talking to them about this and they said, it's really hard when you write it down, when you realise you can only have a certain amount. I have a new sympathy, I have to say, for talent relations in any company, because when you're sitting and writing down, you can only have 10. It really focuses the mind.
1: Yeah, I've got a long list at the bottom of people who are good and haven't made it. And I might swap in at any point, but I'm not, I don't think I will. Yeah, I've got a lot of, um, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough, there's, there's only so many places. It doesn't make me think... I like to think if I was letting anyone go, I'd ring, I wouldn't I would ring them, though. I'd do it in person. That's, my, that's what I'm going to say. Though. If anyone got let go from the IWA, I'd be there letting them know in person.
0: We will go, actually, to one of your former teammates, who is a bit of a legend uh, on this show and its various iterations, to get his in a moment. Uh, we'll do some more sensible ones. James, uh, they say, I have no idea how my company would run long-term. However... Reigns versus Omega, and Charlotte and Britt Baker would be feuding for supremacy first off. Pete Dunne and Darby Allen would have a blood feud. New Day and the Young Bucks would have a match as well. I'd have Mauro Ranallo calling it, and Paul Heyman recruited to be with Roman. Uh, my first thought was, what could I fill Wembley with? No idea how it would uh, work long-term, but what a great couple of months in the lead into the pay-per-view. I mean, that is just a... Uh, that is fantasy booking at its best.
1: Yeah, I'd go to Wembley to watch that pay-per-view. There's some matches there I'd want to see. And you know what? I think a lot of wrestling companies have been run with. We'll run to the papers and see what happens after. So I don't think he's going with a, an untried um, method there in the world of wrestling.
0: And last one for now is Sam, who says, I'm going for Samoa Joe, Eddie Kingston, Pete Dunne, The Uso, Cesaro, Kyle O'Reilly, Meiko Satomura and Sasha Banks. Put Taz and Excalibur on commentary. And that's going to be my fantasy draft. Lots of people thinking about the commentary. Let's get back to ours, Charlie. Do you want to do... Should we do two more each? Should we do picks number five and six this week? Should we treat ourselves?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let let's let's go mad. Let's spoil ourselves. Go, go mad. Um, That's that coffee kicking yes, in, right? This is yeah, pick number is. five for you. Go on. Yeah, pick number five. I need someone else who is a credible threat to Becky Lynch at the top of the women's roster card. Charlotte Flair is coming to IWA because I just think she's one of the best wrestlers in the world, male or female, uh, and. There are lots of issues with how she's dealt with in WWE, how she rocks up, just gets a title shot straight away, and she will be dealt with fairly in the IWA. But no, got name value. She's a flair, and she's really, really good at wrestling. So Charlotte Flair's coming.
0: I feel a little bit smug because I had a danger point in my own mind where there were a certain amount of people I wanted to get in to make my roster work, and I was prepared for you to take one of them away. We're now at the point where I can make the final pick that will make me happy with my roster. Anything else after this I can deal with, but I needed this guy. So pick number five for me is Darby Allen is coming to IWF Ignition. And the reasons why, he's cool. He's an underdog. He's got that Jeff Hardy vibe. And if I end up putting RK-Bro into the title mix, I can put John Moxley and Darby Allen together and get a tag team out of them because who wouldn't want to see them teaming together? There is an intangible about Darby Allen, So he is coming to my roster and he can jump off anything he wants. I don't care. He can go up in a hot air balloon and come back down again.
1: Darby, I will build higher things for you to jump off if I need to. Just jump, okay? Just jump. So pick um- number six, your final one. Pick number six, again, now I'm leaning into people I enjoy watching wrestle. Also, I think he's probably one of the best wrestlers in the world currently. Dynamite on the mic as well. Can easily be the face you come if you need to be. Adam Cole, baby, is coming to the IWA. Come on, Adam. Over you come, mate. Come home. Over you come.
0: I was so tempted so tempted to take Adam Cole away from you. He was one of my picks. I thought if I take him, Charlie may end up decking me. He may end up actually. I would be
1: actually... quite upset. I would yeah. have been quite upset.
0: So, my sixth and final pick for now, remember we'll carry this on next week. I need another person in my women's division and I want someone who can chase down Sasha Banks. I want someone whose character maybe we don't know as well as we should. And I want someone who needs to be rescued from what, by all accounts, is an odd gimmick. So, I'm taking not Dewdrop. But Piper Niven, Piper okay. Niven is pick number six for me because I would be very intrigued by the possibilities <gasps> of a Piper-Sasha Banks feud and the chase that would come there. So she's not the biggest name. She's not the most well-known name, but she's someone I would like to develop. So she is coming to IWF Ignition.
1: One of my favourite things recently was when um, they gave her name, Eve Marie called the Dewdrop, and just her look in the back, she's looking going, you what? And you can see in a Scottish accent, "It's like, not, not my name." I'm interested in where they go on Raw with that with that storyline. I think it's very clear. Like she hasn't changed her name on social media, she's Piper Niven, etc. So it's very clear they're going back to that. And at some point, she's absolutely battering Marie, isn't she? Which, with how annoying Eve Marie's gimmick is, I think we'll all quite enjoy watching.
0: So if you like that, if you think the rosters are building well so far, at Jack underscore Merley, at Charlie underscore Beckett, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. We'll finish ours off next week and lots more to get into. But lay yourself back and prepare for something very special. When Charlie and I used to both live in the Channel Islands and we first started getting talking about wrestling, Charlie lived with a chap called George who used to play for the Jersey Reds. And George didn't know wrestling but would sometimes come out with the most extraordinary comments about wrestling. And he's decided to get involved in this. Mm -hmm. So this could be chaos, Charlie, you talk us through what's going on here.
1: So uh, do you a bit more backstory on George? George is one of the most brilliant, but most bizarre men you'll ever meet. Uh, And he, for some reason, when we started doing, it was when we did the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers on our old show, he decided that the man who needs to be there at the time was Bobby Lashley. Now this was in 2018 when Bobby Lashley had just come back to WWE and really wasn't doing much, but George pinned his, pinned his colours to Bobby Lashley mask hard. And then, lo and behold, three years later, Bobby Lashley sitting at the top of the WWE scene as WWE champion, and George is now, is now saying he is, he is the messiah of wrestling. He sees he sees the trends three years early. So I, I reached out to him and said, Gee, would you like to do this booking for us? And he said, remind me at the weekend, and I'll get back to you. So I, I text on Saturday, and I said, George, did you manage to end it for me? And about an hour later, I got one of the most brilliant texts I've ever got. Now, you haven't heard this yet, Jack, so you're going to be getting this live. So I've got a, I've got a 10-person roster and some booking for us.
0: Oh, Lord, there's booking. There's booking to go with this.
1: OK. So I would like to introduce you to the George Eastwell Mitsubishi Madness League. <laughs> they've, they've, they've nailed a big sponsor early. OK, so pick one is Kota Ibushi. Out of nowhere, Kota Ibushi straight out of Japan. Pick two is Bobby Lashley. Of course. Pick three is Shawn Michaels. Now I did explain to George they have to be in the state they are now. He can't pick Prime Shawn Michaels, and he was he was happy with that. He does bend the rules a little bit later, which we will get to. Uh, pick four is uh, a Razor Ramon. Right, uh, is coming. Pick five is Mark Henry. Um right. Pick six and seven are going to be a tag team together. Okay. And they're going to be the first ever father-daughter tag team, as we have Rick and Charlotte Flair uh, holding down the tag team scene. Okay. Um, George's next two picks were interesting because his next two picks are dead. And I said, George, they're dead. I said, we might struggle with that. He said, we'll work it out. I said, okay. So pick eight is China. Right. Pick nine is Paul Bearer, brackets, without The Undertaker, I'm not interested in him. And then pick 10 is his wildcard pick, which is Mike Dean, who will come in to head up the referees.
0: Okay, I'm just going to jump in here. When you played with George, were there any noticeable bumps on the head? that stood out above others in games? Was there a moment where you thought, "Oh, well, that was quite...
1: Because a- I can't understand this. He did, he did have a concussion at one point, but he was weird before that. That did not That did not uh, affect it. Uh, but he's always been like this, as long as I've known him. Would you like to know his reasoning behind it and some of his booking?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm stunned into silence at the moment.
1: He's gone very much at a business point of view, first off, where he said wrestling's huge in Japan and Asia, so we're attacking the Asian pay-per-view market by aggressively marketing Kota Ibushi as our main man. Also, we're sponsored by Mitsubishi, so there'll be a lot of crossover sponsor activities between Ibushi and Mitsubishi. Razor Ramon will naturally fit as the bad guy. Bobby Lashley will be the favourite to win the Mitsubishi Madness Intercontinental title, but it will be a surprise upset as Shawn Michaels, at the age of 55, wins the title to be the first Mitsubishi Madness intercontinental champion. Mike Dean is in as referee to capitalise on the latest trend of sporting crossovers and will likely bring a new audience to the wrestling world.
0: We're going to get the Japanese market by having Kota Ibushi. I'm fine with that. And then Mark Henry and Mike Dean. Mike oh. Dean. So- so his next feud's on. Presumably Sean Michaels is there. And then they say, right, Sean, who are you going to feud with? I'm going to feud with Mike Dean or no, Mark no, Henry. no, 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 no.
1: No, Mike's just there to ref. Mike isn't wrestling. He's just there as a guest referee to bring football fans across. And don't tell me Mike Dean wouldn't love it. Do Hold not on. Tell me that. Oh, No, no, no. Oh, Hold on, wait. So he's targeting the Japanese
0: market with an English referee as one of the people there.
1: He's clearly going international. But he's gone. His main thing is the Japanese market. But how do we get Western fans' interest in Japanese wrestling? Mike I Dean. know Mike Dean. What? So there is there is explanation for Bushi. Lashley probably doesn't need explanation. He's WWE champion currently. Yeah. There is Shawn Michaels at fifty five has become the Intercontinental Champion. There is zero, and I mean zero explanation for any of the following: Mark Henry, Ric Flair and Charlotte being a tag team, China. Or Paul Bearer without The Undertaker. They haven't been mentioned at all. They're just there.
0: I'm, I'm trying to work out the beautiful mind style scenario in which someone who has limited knowledge of wrestling at best can can pull out a name like Kota Ibushi. And then, because he's, he's younger than me as well. So, you know, it's not like he was watching Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels in the mid 90s tear it up.
1: I don't know what he's done. I really don't. I don't know if he's hoping Razor and Shawn can have one more ladder match at some point. WrestleMania 10 sort of vibes. I don't know what he's doing. At this rate, it'll be a Stan and lift match. Forget the yes. ladder match. Yes. They're not- um, it was. It took me a while to digest that text. I got it on Sunday evening. I
0: really worry we've unleashed a beast here with George. Mm. He will have got the taste for it. Well, look, if you were feeling um, worried about your picks, wherever you're listening, at least know they cannot. They cannot be more bizarre than that. i at Jack underscore Merley, at Charlie underscore Beckett, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. The, the hardest thing doing this, as I try to recover and regain my composure after that, was who wasn't going to make the list, who you can't have on it. And I was, I was talking to some folk about this, and they were saying oh, I've got this person, I've got this person. I said, they're not even close to my list. I didn't even think about them being on it, which shows how much talent there is out there today.
1: Yeah, I think that's why, you know what, I don't think too many of ours are going to actually cross over. I think because of our taste in wrestling as well and the fact that you you will have more of an AEW influence on your, your roster and I'll probably have more of a WWE. But also, like you said, there is just so much talent out there that actually you'll probably have four people pick before you. you could get 40 wrestlers gone and you could still pick 10 You're going to go, I'd I'd watch that. I would would watch that show.
0: Absolutely right. Okay. do not go anywhere. We're taking a quick break. And when we come back, something is earning the push and something is going to Developmental. Final part of the podcast coming your way next. Let's get on to earning the push and back to Developmental. Do you want to go first or second this week? What do you want to do?
1: I'll go first because the first thing I need to say is that Um, What I sent back to developmental last week, my inability to see out a squash game, actually, it did its time back in developmental, it worked hard, it it got its head down, and it came out and it won a game of squash this week, it lost 4-1, so it's 16-1 down overall, but it did did win one and took it to 1-1, and quite a tense moment actually, Uh, so no, it's good to see our developmental systems doing its job and working, Jack, is, uh, is what I wanted to say. Um, the trainers down in our developmental are doing their job well. I'm going to go with my earning the push versus because they've related my two this week. Uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday morning because it's important. importance. So my earning the push is the football on Monday night. It was absolutely bonkers. For them both to finish 3-3 and go to extra time, um, when they were both 3 1 with not long to go. So, the Croatia, for anyone who didn't see the Croatia versus Spain game where Spain won 5 3 in extra time was absolutely bonkers. And I thought, well, Switzerland, France are going to be a letdown after that, how wrong I was. Uh, that finished 3 0 with a 90th minute equaliser from Switzerland. Then France hit the bar in the 94th minute. And then Switzerland won on penalties. And whenever there isn't a team I am watching in penalties, I love penalty shootouts. They're so much fun. When my team run it, I hate them. That's turned uh, the push for me was the football on Monday. And back to developmental is the thought of the England versus Germany game this afternoon going to penalties. Mm-hmm. Because, my God, I will not be able to handle that. And it, it's going to happen, isn't it? It's England-Germany knockout tournament. Of course it's going to penalties and we'll lose probably 7-6 or something stupid like that in the best side of the draw we've had for a long time. And it's not even that good a German team. And they'll beat us. They'll probably go and win the whole thing because that's what they do in tournament football. And I'm just, it's what? 13 minutes to nine. We don't kick off till five. And I'm a juttering, nervous mess already.
0: I don't know why. I'm just very laid back about these things. I'm, I'm an excellent watcher of England because I'm so used to being disappointed. I just think eh, whatever happens, happens. Um, I'd echo all of that. I got two for you. OK, my my earning the push this week, Britain and its Twitter memes. Now I've noticed over the course of the past 15 months, whatever has been going on, no matter how dark the world has got, it takes about 10 minutes for someone on social media to turn it into a brilliant meme, and I think That is what we should be basing the new economy of this country on. Forget green energy, forget things like that. Our ability to be sarcastic on social media is not recognized enough. And I'm not talking about the sexism and the misogyny and all that that exists on social media. I'm talking about the thing you see that makes you burst out loud laughing. So that's getting the push from me. Back to developmental. Late night cat scraps. Do you have this round where you are? Cats no, we fighting at no. night. Right. No, have you don't. ever had this where you live? No. Let me tell you, Charlie, when you get to my age, you need your sleep. And if you live on an estate where there are two cats that don't like each other, and you're in bed, and it's about two o'clock, and you just hear two cats encounter each other at night, the noises they make are hideous. They're absolutely terrible. So late night cat scraps are going back to developmental. If you have cats... Keep them in at night. Don't have them scrap in front of my flat because it ruins my sleep.
1: Here's something you don't know about me. Uh, I'm scared of cats. You're scared of cats. Yep, they terrify me. Gen- now, genuinely, I'm scared of cats.
0: Well, I'm sorry do, to bring it up. there. I, I wouldn't have.
1: <laughs> I do not like them. They are evil, um, and yeah, they scare me. So they go. Cats and the other one, I'm scared of is horses for similar reasons. I think horses are evil. I don't. I don't trust horses.
0: I was going to ask you, so what's happened in your life with cats nothing, and horses?
1: Nothing, that's the thing, nothing, nothing happened about it since them, but I'm scared of both. I think we're very arrogant as humans, Think we can ride horses, we wouldn't be riding a lion, would we? Nope. Horses are still animals as well, they're going to get you. You hear about, oh, they're like, oh, how'd you break your collarbone and your arm and your leg all at once? Ah, oh, the horse chucked me off, silly, silly boy. No, evil horse, no,
0: you, you spent too much time around George Eastwell when you're in yeah. Jersey. So here's a question. Your, your, your biggest wrestling icon is The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the opposite side of the room to you. But to reach him, you have to get through a sea of cats. There's, say, 20 cats that are all there in your way. They're playing with wool or whatever cats do. And The Undertaker's there saying, Charlie, sit down. I'll tell you all about my career. We'll go and have a, we've got a lovely steak here. All you need to do is get through this field of cats.
1: I think the problem would be yes, i do it, but I think I'd be such I'd be I'd be so embarrassing the way I do it that I get to undertake and it'd be like I'm not sitting with you anymore. <laughs> of course I'd try and do that, yes, but I'd be very unhappy doing it. Very unhappy.
0: I just imagine you getting him just sobbing, just crying because yeah. of all these kids. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well. Well, it's been a frankly baffling show, listener, I think for everyone, for all sorts of reasons. Uh, We should probably start bringing this one home. Uh, Remember, part two of the Fantasy Draft is next week at Jack underscore Murley, at Charlie underscore Beckett, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. Keep yours coming in. They've been fantastic. Charlie, by the time we meet next week, are you going to have revised or wanted to have changed any of your draft picks or are they final?
1: They absolutely are not final, which you could see if you could see how much scribbling there is on my pad. Uh, I'm happy with my next four picks as they are, but it will depend on how I feel through the week and who you might take, etc. So we will see. But I, I'm comfortable that this time next week I will have made the four picks I've got written down.
0: Okay, well, we shall see. Uh, remember, thank you for supporting us. We are a show for you. So rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your pods from. Uh, on behalf of Charlie, I'm Jack Murley. We are out of here. We'll see you next time on Earning the Push. Bye-bye.